Welcome back, everyone. It's the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast. That's Pete. And that is Stacy. Or as some people call me, Stassi. Stassi. <laughs> How are you doing today? I am fan-freaking-tastic. How are you? Me too. I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. So we're still on that 90s train. We are. And it's been fun. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. Come on, ride that train. <laughs> and ride it. Ride that train. so 90s snacks we've talked about 80 snacks on here we did talk about 90 snacks a little bit on our instagram we did an ask me anything what is this word you're saying i I hear kershnecks (laughs) kershnecks kershnecks snacks snacks does anybody know what we're talking about i love the snacks girl if you haven't heard it here you go here you go So good. I walk around the house saying that weekly. He does, and then I instantly feel like I have to race to get him something to eat. He's like my very own what? toddler. <laughs> I cannot believe you just said that. I love you. I love you too. He does have the palate of a four-year-old. I do. Pizza, hot dogs, mac, mac and, and cheese, cheese, and candy. PB and J. PB and J's, maybe PB and B's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, very easy to please. Yes, but very demanding. But very demanding. I, I like to I like to have things ready for him. Snacks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So mine, I actually I was talking to you about this yeah. not on the podcast, just in our regular life about these Minute Maid juice bars. You did bring that I up. used to have as a child, and I thought that they didn't exist anymore. And I looked them up today. You can still get them. Apparently, you can. Wow. So my next grocery order. Do they have grape? Yeah. I mean, my favorites were cherry and grape always. I always left the orange ones because I didn't like those. Wait, when you say cherry and grape, does that mean it's like one flavor? No. Cherry no. and grape or no, it's No, they cherry... would come. I think you could get individual boxes of like just cherry. Okay. But then they had the variety packs that were cherry, orange, and grape, separate flavors. You say grape, I'm in. Yeah. Paper or no paper. The grape ones are really good. But yeah, I think the cherry are my favorite. But I love those things. They're like a triangle, not quite a cone. You know, it's like a pyramid. Yeah. Three-dimensional pyramid shape, which is a triangle. So you're right. (laughs) Let me mansplain the shape for you real quick. (laughs) Yeah. So, and you would just squeeze it up. You know, it's funny because like a push-up pop is what I chose for the 80s. Yeah. I guess I just like snacks that you can push up out of things. <laughs> Could you say weird. it right, though? What? Kirschnecks. Oh, Kirschnecks. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. That's the last one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I loved those things. And you'd have to rip off the top. And if you couldn't get it with your fingers, then you have to cut it off. So is the top the wide end or the skinny end? It's the wide end, right? Yes. Okay. So then you squeeze you it up squeeze through squeeze it up and then you just kind of eat as you go. Okay. And I... Take some paper with you? Like, I think I'm uh, dumping this in a bowl and ooh, eating no. it with a spoon. I guess you could do that, but they're pretty frozen. I mean, you'd have to let it get a little slushy first before I'll smash that. it out of there. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I love or loved, I guess I still do love these. It's the Planters 
cheese balls. Yep. But it has to be in the tin can. Yes, it does. Yes, with that plastic top. Uh huh. I almost chose this because I think I talked about this in our Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. But my mamma Belle, my great grandmother on my mom's side, yeah, used to always get us a can of cheese balls, planters cheese balls, and they were the for planters. Christmas. Oh wow, that's a good Christmas. Yeah, present. I mean, she'd get us another gift as well. Sure. Because then my papa, and my mom's dad, would give us a jar of pickles each, <laughs> which is why my bear that I found that I had as a child. Oh. Was named Pickles. That's so cute. Because everybody knew how. Thank you. Everybody knew how much I loved pickles, and <laughs> I named a teddy bear after it. And now I still have it at you the age of forty-one. Adorable. Age of forty-one. It is on the floor right next to us it in is. the blanket fort. This is where Pickles sits during the week. Pickles and Harold, my mouse that yes. my papa gave me. Actually, that's kind of funny. It is. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh. Today, when I walked in the room, though, I jumped a mile because they were <laughs> <It> scared you. <laughs> Yeah, they were sitting in my chair, and I forgot that they were here, and uh, yeah, it scared me. (laughs) My aunt used to get me a tin of Lifesavers. Maybe I talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, that does sound familiar. Yeah, I miss that. Yeah, we should start getting each other tins of things. Yes. We just got like a jug of jelly beans. Does that count? Sure it does. (laughs) She she bought this normal size bag of Starburst jelly beans. Yeah, for Easter. For That's Easter. like my favorite. Aside from chocolate candy at Easter, Yeah, I love the Starburst jelly beans. So I got us a bag. And I ripped through the bag quite quickly, <laughs> and I felt bad because it probably would have lasted you two years. It lasted <laughs> me 20 minutes. So I bought a larger thing to replace what I'd eat. He did, which makes it all, it's all right. Well, it's fine. I'll buy you more next Saturday when those are gone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need any more. I just wanted to have no, them for a little be for bit. Me. They'll be oh, for oh, me. Oh, yeah. okay. What's funny is that he had never had them before. And so I was like, do you like Starburst jelly beans? I have some. Do you want some? He's like, I'll try them. And then he's like, snacks. So let me tell you, now this is a story all about how. My life got flipped, turned upside down. I'd like to take a minute. Just sit right there. You're moving with your auntie and your uncle. (laughs) I know I'm missing something there. (laughs) That's all right. Let's play the real thing. Here goes. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. We're doing it. We've been talking about it for a while. And it finally happened. It did. We watched The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And let me tell you, it was better than I remembered. We were cracking up, like crying. Yeah. I can't even tell you watching today. We had to like pull ourselves together because we watched the finale and the reunion that they just did in December back to back. Yeah. Sobbing. I mean, ugly, boohoo crying. Well, I just had tears. I have like a single tear that falls down my face. Oh, I did see you wiping your face. Yes. I mean, listen, it's dusty in the house occasionally. (laughs) All right. And some dust got in my eye. (laughs) (laughs) Me, on the other hand, I was devastated. I mean, it was really emotional. In the best way. It was the show was great. And then to roll straight into this reunion. Yes. That was something else. There was a lot of emotions there. Of course. I would recommend that. That's a good way to get to that reunion. Watch the rest of the show first and then do it. And if you don't know, it's all on HBO Max. Yeah. They're not paying us to tell you that. They aren't. But but they should be. (laughs) They should be. (laughs) (laughs) So Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was created by Andy and Susan Borowitz. 
It originally aired on NBC from September of 1990 to May of 1996. Good so there six were six seasons, yeah. Yeah. It, of course, stars Will Smith. Big Willie. Big Willie, playing a fictionalized version of himself. And, I mean, that theme song really just sets the scene. Literally, the pilot is him walking in the door after he knocks on it. Yes. In that song. It's a perfect setup. It's great. They don't even really have to explain. I mean, they do touch on it a little bit as to why he's there, in case you didn't listen to the lyrics of the song. Yeah. But it's uh, pretty self-explanatory. It is. So he originally lived in West Philly, gets in one little fight, and his mom gets scared. (laughs) (laughs) She sends him to live with his family in Bel Air, and we see the clashing of the two different worlds, yet somehow in the end, it all fits together. Yes. And I have to add, I was just commenting on the fact that I love that they never changed that opening scene. Yeah. They did shorten it. They did shorten it. They took out one verse. Yeah. Early on, though, like four episodes in or something, they took it out. So. Also starred James Avery, who sadly passed away in 2013, as Philip Banks, Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil. Yeah. Janet Hubert was Vivian Banks in seasons one through three. Daphne Maxwell-Reed played Vivian Banks in seasons four through six. We'll get into that in a little bit. Alfonso Ribeiro as Carlton Banks. Love me some Carlton. (laughs) Karen Parsons as the hilarious... Hillary Banks. I had the biggest crush on Hillary back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Tatiana Ali as Ashley Banks, which she did used to go by Tatiana M. Ali. Ah. Like that's how she was credited on the show, but now she just she dropped the M. Dropped it. It's like Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Drop the Amber. Joseph Marcel played Jeffrey the Butler. Yes. My favorite. I love Jeffrey. He's the best. Ross Bagley played Nikki Banks. Now, he played the older version of Nikki Banks, right. not the baby version that we saw for like two episodes. Yes. And then the one and only DJ Jazzy Jeff as Jazz. He was a recurring character, but everybody knew him. Yeah. Obviously, because he and Will were the Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff. And he'd always get tossed out the door. That's right. <laughs> there were a ton of guest stars on this show. Huge names that everybody knew. Everybody yeah. would scream and holler when they came on set. Some of Will's love interests were played by Tisha Campbell, Jasmine Guy, Tyra Banks, and Nia Long. Mm -hmm. And almost Jada Pinkett Smith. That's right. Now Jada Pinkett Smith, but... Yeah, she didn't get the part. She didn't. I wonder which one she was uh, auditioning for. I don't know. I bet it was... I could see it being Nia Long's character, Lisa. That's what I thought, too. Like the one that was later on in the show. Yeah, that he almost married. Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert. And then the list of guest stars is way too long. It was huge. But just to name a few, there's Queen Latifah, Oprah, Hugh Hefner, Belle Bib DeVoe, and Boys to Men. It's funny because some of them would come on as characters and yeah. then some of them would come on as themselves. Right. And so, I know we saw Queen Latifah at least twice. Yes, as two different characters. Two different characters, which yeah. is great. But they could get away with them coming on as themselves because they lived in Bel Air. Yeah. You know, and like Hillary, especially in the beginning, is always talking about how she's besties with every big A-list name out there. Yeah, she like name dropped everyone. Yeah, the first episode she basically named the entire Brat Pack. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because I guess it was kind of around that time. I guess it was a little bit later than their big movies, but I mean, it was 1990, so close. So the genesis of this story in 1990, 
Benny Medina, who's a music manager, and his business partner, a real estate mogul, Jeff Pollock, decided to make a TV story based on Medina's life. So I guess he had grown up poor in East L.A., but his life changed when he befriended a rich white teenager whose family lived in Beverly Hills and allowed Medina to live with them. That's so interesting to me because I had no idea. Yeah. That, I mean, I guess I just didn't look into it, but that this was based on Benny Medina's life. Yeah, that was news to me. This was all new information. So he decided to use that part of his life as the main focus of the show. But that story had kind of been done a few times as far as like the black teenager going to live with the white family. It's like they wanted to do it a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. So they changed it to him going to live with a black family. And what he said was that way we could explore black on black prejudice as well as black class differences. So they had a really good plan for the show in the beginning as Mm -hmm. far as like the message they or messages they wanted to get across. Yeah. So he pitched that idea to Quincy Jones, who had a TV deal with Time Warner already. Just so happened. Just so happened. Jones liked the idea, set up a meeting with NBC, and also coincidentally, Will went to a taping of the Arsenio Hall show because his girlfriend was tired of him sitting around the house, (laughs) reportedly. Random. Smith met Medina by chance at the taping. Medina pitched the show idea to Smith, but Will wasn't really interested because he wasn't an actor. He didn't have any acting experience. That's another thing. Like, I never thought about the fact that when he started Fresh Prince that he had never acted before yeah. or that he never even had like aspired to be an actor. Exactly. He was on an after school special, though. Oh, was he? <laughs> he was. So either at that meeting or later on, Medina invited Will to meet Quincy Jones at a party that Quincy was throwing at his house for his birthday. And Will actually recounted this on the reunion. On the reunion. It was, it was a great story to hear. Yeah, because... I had already kind of read about that a little bit. Yeah. But then to hear him tell the story, you know, it just made it all so much more visual in my head. And what I loved about that was that you had like Alfonso and Tatiana and all of them are just like, how have I known you all these years and I'm just now hearing this story? Right, exactly. The basics of it are at the party, Quincy Jones basically convinced Will to do an audition for Brandon Tartikoff, who is the head of NBC. Just kind of cold. He gave him a script for some other failed pilot and said, Will's like, okay, uh, in 10 minutes, I'll come out and give it a shot after Quincy convinced him to do that. And they're at it's Quincy's birthday party. So he's saying like how he's had several drinks and he's just like really pumped up about it. And Will's just like, yeah, what? Quincy's like audition in 10 minutes. (laughs) And he's (laughs) yeah, he's telling everybody like clear off the way. We're going to have an audition right here in this living room, which is crazy. But Will did it. I can't even imagine the names I know of people that were there at that party. Well, that's what Quincy told me. He's like, because Will wanted to wait two weeks. He's like, you know, let me go take a couple acting classes or something. I've never done this before. And Quincy's like, everybody that you would need to make the decision for this show is out in that living room right now. And he's like, all right, I'll be out in 10 minutes. <laughs> and it was successful because they signed a contract that night in the limo. Yeah, right outside <laughs> the party. And they shot the pilot three months later. So crazy. Quick turnaround. How about that? I don't want to say luck, but kind of. It is too, but it's like you have to be ready to take advantage of those lucky situations. Yes. You know, you have to have, you know, whatever it is, whatever it was that Will had at that point, probably just the guts Mm -hmm. and talent, you know, like raw natural talent. Yeah. 
And he has a natural charisma about him anyway. And he did even then, you know. Right. Because you think about like his videos from back in the day. Oh, yeah. He's so likable. And I mean, it's like you were acting a little bit in those. So it's like, yeah, at least he had a little bit of experience of being in front of the camera and performing in front of people. I mean, obviously, he can perform in front of people. He was I think at the same time he was on tour. That's what Jazz had said. Oh, yeah. He did say they were on tour. Yeah. So it's not like he wasn't comfortable in front of a crowd. Exactly. He just probably wasn't comfortable acting. Yeah. And I'm sure just nervous to do an audition in front of a room full of bigwigs. Yeah. And I think, like you said, I know Quincy was drinking. I wonder if Will was too, because I probably would have needed that at that point yeah. to, to let it fly. Get a little loosey-goosey. Yeah. So as far as info on the show, Will's cousins were based on Quincy Jones's daughters, and Carlton was named after Andy Borowitz, the creator, his friend named Carlton Cuse. That's fun. Now, Will only agreed to this because he was having difficulties with the IRS at the time. Yeah, that's another thing I just learned. He owed the government like $2.8 million. <laughs> The IRS had seized a whole bunch of his belongings and income. So after he got the job doing Fresh Prince, the IRS still forced him to pay 70% of his salary over the first three seasons. Holy crap, 70%. 70%. So that's 930K a year, which means he was making about 1.3 million per year. Doing some quick math on it. I just did that in my head real fast. Just kidding. (laughs) But it was interesting to be like, oh, that's probably about what he made. Per season back then. It's pretty good. Well, that's really good for 1990 and to be a brand new actor. Yeah. And I remember Will saying something in an interview when we were watching stuff this week, talking about when he had beef with Janet that she was going to be out like 250K. So it's like you kind of get pay scales at that point. If my math is right, he's making like 1.3 while she's making like 250 or whatever. Right. Just interesting to me. Some other new things that we learned that mm-hmm. are kind of funny is how Will's, you know, embarrassed by his earliest performances on the show because he had never been formally trained as an actor. He would memorize everyone's lines. Yeah, like, like the whole script. The entire script. Yeah. And on the reunion, they were talking about, especially Karen was talking about how annoying it was (laughs) because she was nervous and they're filming the pilot and he didn't do it in rehearsal. But as they were shooting, you know, in front of the audience, Will was mouthing her lines. Yeah. And you can see it on the show if you actually go and watch it because they showed us on the reunion. They like zoomed in on him in the scene. Where he's mouthing it. And I'm like, yeah, that would be distracting. It would be. But he did it so that he would know where he needed to come in. Yeah. I guess he just didn't think the camera was on him or something. Like that it wouldn't pick him up. And it was (laughs) hilarious because they had like an iPad and they were showing him. Yeah. And he's like. Some of the scenes. And he's like, oh, it's so (laughs) cringy. (laughs) So the house that they live or the house that they show, the exterior shots. Yes. Is actually in Brentwood. Oh. Not in Bel Air. I should have gone by there when I was out there. Yeah. That would have been cool. Next time. So I had never heard this, but it it actually really makes sense now that I know mm-hmm. that the Carlton dance was inspired by Courtney Cox dancing in the Bruce Springsteen video, Dancing in the Dark, right? which is, you know, where he pulls her up on stage, which makes sense. It's kind of similar. I have to go check out her dance. Oh, yeah. It's really good. You can't start a fire. Okay, we just went and checked that out. (laughs) And oh my gosh, 
is that like the perfect representation of that dance? Yes. <laughs> that is amazing. Well, Alfonso is a really great dancer anyway. Yeah. Which we'll talk more about later, but he did a good job. He did a good job. It was great. <laughs> and hello, like that's one of the first things people think about when they think about this show. Yeah. <laughs> Which Especially, is probably his favorite thing, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he gets tired of people asking him to do it. Jeffrey's last name is Butler. And I saw that earlier and I was like, well, obviously whoever did this on Wikipedia messed up. Yeah. And they were meaning to just say Jeffrey is the butler. Right. But no, that's his last name. Such low effort on their part. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the show, Will's name is William. And in real life, his name is Willard. Yeah, I did not know that until today. I thought it was William. I feel like I did know that somewhere in my memory. Mm -hmm. So the show was actually canceled after its fourth season. Do you remember when they go to Philadelphia? Yeah. And Will is staying in Philadelphia. <gasps> That's how it was going to end? That's how it was going to end. Oh, no. So then they got such outrage from the <laughs> fans. Yes, I would have been outraged too. And that's why we get the opening to season five that we do. Yeah, I know that I was watching the show, but I don't think that I was like in the know enough to know that that was meant to be the series finale. You know? Yeah, I mean, you would have had to have seen it in like a newspaper or TV guide or something like that. Yeah. I wonder why it was canceled, though. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, did ratings drop? I don't know. Because it seems to me that everybody still wanted to do it. Yeah. They may have dropped after there was a new Aunt Viv. That's true. Because that was a little off-putting. Mm -hmm. That's true. Now, Nikki's middle name. I found this out today and it cracked me up. It's Nathan Michael Sean Wanye. <laughs> what does that sound like to you? Boys to Men. <laughs> that cracked me up. And we didn't rewatch this episode that Boys to Men are on, but they're on. I think that Will basically promises everyone that he's going to get Boys to Men to perform at Nikki's christening. Oh. And then, I don't know. I'm sure craziness ensues to get them there, but they do end up showing up. I wonder if it's his middle name, so they will show up. Like if that's what has to happen. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> we need to go watch it. We do, yeah. Uncle Phil's law firm is named Firth, Wind, and Meyer. <laughs> and this was a play on the musical group Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> we actually talked about last week. That's the band that was playing in Steven Spielberg's car when he had the idea for the T-Rex vibrations. That's right. <laughs> so the actress Daphne Maxwell-Reed, who played the second Aunt Viv, after the show went on to take pictures of doors around the world. I'll check that out. I like picture books of doors. Okay. Something new I've just learned about you. <laughs> well, if done right, they can be very artistic. <laughs> so this is something that they were talking about in the reunion. Will was remembering filming a scene in the episode, Papa's Got a Brand New Excuse, where Will's dad comes back into his life only to leave him again. Mm -hmm. And just how James worked with him to really bring out the best in him and mm -hmm. his acting. And like Will was flubbing his lines and getting frustrated and yelling like with yeah. the audience you know and james was like get yourself together and and like look at me and you know this is you and me you know that kind of thing like being very actory mm -hmm. and very emotional and will basically tapped into his own emotions about his relationship with his father yeah so those tears that you see are real mm -hmm. and you can feel that in that scene you can I mean, people can say what they want about Will's acting, and I don't know if people do say anything negative about it. But I've never heard anything. He negative. always, even as a youngster, has brought me to tears yeah. when he's emotional. Like if he cries, I cry. Mm -hmm. He's really good at that. <laughs> 
And then he said when he finally, you know, he did the scene and it was so raw and so well done, he like falls into James's arms and that James was like in his ear saying, now that's acting. That's acting. Yeah. And then Will was just like. (laughs) (laughs) So a little tie in with cereal here. And I wonder if I saw this because I ate a lot of this cereal. Mm hmm. In 1993, Raisin Bran had a promotion where you could win breakfast with the cast of The Fresh Prince as a prize. Oh, I don't know if I remember that. You can actually still buy the box. I saw it on eBay and on Etsy. How much is it going for? It's like 100 bucks. Oh, that's actually not, not as much as I thought it would be. Not too bad. Not like the Ghostbuster cereal. Yeah, that was like 500 or something, right? Yeah, and it's from 1985. But there's cereal in that one. I think so. (laughs) I'm not sure. This is just the empty Got some stale ghost marshmallows in there. (laughs) So Karen also shared that there was a diary that the cast and crew kept hidden in one of the kitchen drawers. And people just went in there and would write stuff like, Will's annoying me or, you know, putting in something (laughs) funny or something cute. And she has that. (gasps) Oh, wow. I I wish she could share it. I know. That is so cool. Yeah. The writers of Fresh Prince were encouraged to write the scripts that dealt with some more serious subject matter. And this came from Will, who was inspired by the emotional moments in the show on Roseanne. Yeah, I'd kind of forgotten that Roseanne had serious moments. It's been a long time since I've watched Roseanne. Me too. (laughs) One thing I never really noticed until it was pointed out, Will wore a lot of Air Jordans throughout the show. I guess Will was talking about it in the reunion that there'd be ads and, and things like that kind of showcasing the shoes. And I, I just wasn't aware of that. Well, yeah. And he said, like, Michael Jordan would send the shoes a while before they were, they were released. Yeah. And he'd wear them on the show. Mm-hmm. It's just like a walking advertisement. And they got their own model, the Air Jordan 5 Bel Air. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> Tatiana was talking about this on the reunion, that her first kiss was on camera, which you hear about that a lot with younger people that are acting and have never had that experience in real life. Yeah, because she went from like 11 to 17 or something age-wise. Yeah, so she went through all that and she was saying how terrified she was and she was freaking out and she remembers that kiss and that Will and Karen and Alfonso were like peeking around the camera person being like, oh. Which is hilarious (laughs) and also terrifying. Yeah. My first kiss was spied upon as well. By who? My sister and her friend were following me and my girlfriend at the time, and they were hiding on the edge of a hill watching us. (laughs) Voyeurs. Is this the favorite moments part? It's my favorite part, which are the favorite moments. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you go first? Okay. So number one, it's not like one particular moment, but I just love, as I do, the breaking the fourth wall moments. It's your thing. Yeah, I mean, from the get-go, we see, you know, Will 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 (laughs) look at the camera. He doesn't talk to camera much, like not so Zach Morris-y or Ferris Bueller-y, but he will give the audience a little look, kind of flea-bag-ish. A knowing glance. Yeah, where you kind of feel like you're in on the joke. Yeah. So there's all of those moments, and then especially the Will looks when there's a new Aunt Viv... (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, she's just there and nobody knows what happened, you know, unless you saw it in a magazine or something where Jazz walks in and, you know, they're already carrying on a scene with the new Aunt Viv. And Jazz just looks at her and he's like, oh, Aunt Viv. You look different. Since you had the baby, you look different. 
And then Will just kind of looks at the camera. Mm -hmm. It's pretty funny. And then also they have the baby in season three when Janet is still playing Aunt Viv. And then we go into the new season. At the end of season four, Nikki is still a baby. Mm -hmm. And when we come back to season five, Nikki is now a four-year-old or something near. I'm just going by what he looks like. He looks like he's four to me. Three or four. Yeah, same here. And somebody walks in and they're like, wow, Nikki, you got big. And then Will like looks at the camera and he does his hands like, ooh, "Ooh," like he grew. (laughs) And it's just kind of like a knowing nod to the audience. Like, yeah, we know. They they pulled a family ties. They did. What they did to little Andy. Mm -hmm. At least this one was like between seasons where family ties, it just changed in the middle of a season. Yeah, he grew two years in a day. Yeah, in a day. (laughs) Or a week, I guess. (laughs) Another big fourth wall breaking moment that is hilarious is where they're filming a scene and Carlton is freaking out about something. And I can't remember what right now. Yeah, I can't either. Like I watched it originally. I remember the episode, but we didn't rewatch that one. They were just talking about on the reunion again. And I was like, I totally remember that. Where he just it's not written in the script that Alfonso starts running all around the set. You know, he goes out the kitchen onto the patio and then around and he comes back into the living room and then he goes across it like it's so discombobulating because now he's running through like the college campus and then he goes up into the live audience. Yeah. <laughs> and is freaking out in there. And that part where he runs back into the kitchen and he like goes down on the floor. Yeah, and he's like sliding. Sliding, but his, his knees are like pointing yes. outwards. He kind of looks like if you've ever seen a dog drag themselves yeah. across yes, a that rug. that is what it looks like. It looks just like that. <laughs> and it is so funny. Oh my gosh. It is so funny. It's hilarious. And just the fact that it wasn't scripted makes it even better. Yeah. People were dying of laughter on that show. I'm so glad they left it in. Yeah. Because that was just gold. <laughs> and then the other fourth wall breaking thing was like you were talking about earlier how they were going to end the series with Will and Philly Mm -hmm. and people complained and all of that. And then they ended up coming back to do two more seasons, Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah, they did five and six. Yeah. They have Will working in a diner, I think. Well, it's like a sandwich shop, diner. It's like something like that. Restaurant. He's working in a restaurant. And all of a sudden, this guy walks in and I noticed that he had on an NBC logo on his his jacket or blazer. Yeah. Really? I was just like, what? What is it? Why does he have that? You know, and he looks kind of secret service-y. Yeah. He looks like a professional. <laughs> yeah. That's about to do something. Yeah. And then he gets Will and he grabs him, takes him outside and shoves him into an NBC van. And throws his briefcase on him and hits Will with it. <laughs> yeah. I noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had to go back and watch it again. Yeah. And he's just like, this isn't the Fresh Prince of Philadelphia. It's the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. And then and that's he like the end of that. Throws, closes the door and he's like, yo, I'm to Bel Air. <laughs> And the music kicks in right yes. then, right? Yeah, it was great. It was just a fun way to be like, we're redoing this. We're retconning this. So, I mean, I just feel like that was pretty groundbreaking the way that they did it, especially yeah. with having a live audience. And you did, like I said, you felt like you were in on the joke. Mm-hmm. And that just makes it so much more fun. So number two is, again, not one specific moment, but the dances. Because they were iconic. They've stood the test of time. They have. They still bring you joy when you see it now. The Carlton, obviously, when they did the jump on it mm-hmm. dance. I mean, everybody knows that. And you always want to do exactly the little hip thing <laughs> yeah. that they do. I'm doing it right now as I'm sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> And then when they decided that they wanted to be strippers, 
That was great. And they go and like they're on stage or Will's on stage and he chickens out. He does. And runs off. And then Carlton goes out there and all of a sudden, I think it's kind of the first time that you actually see that Alfonso can dance. Yeah. Because Other he, than the Carlton. Had he done the Carlton before then? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. It's a good call. He may have because he does throw in the Carlton, I think, at the end of that. Somebody's going to the vice principal's office <gasps> for this part of the discussion. Oh, I will be. Going to wait and see who. <laughs> but he's doing like all kinds of, you know, Michael Jackson moves. And that's where you told me that he actually used to be a backup dancer for Michael Jackson. Yeah, he was in like one of the commercials or something like that as a backup dancer. Oh, okay. So he didn't like go on tour with him. No, I don't think so. But I might go to the vice principal's office for that too. I think it was like the <laughs> Pepsi commercial, but that's a guess. I have to say, and I don't even know if you know this, but I have actually seen Alfonso Ribeiro do the Carlton and the jump on it in person. In person? Where? He did NSYNC's Challenge for the Children. Yeah. I know for sure one year it was in Miami. And yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure anywhere he goes, he gets asked to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, because in the reunion, they were like, well, is there anything that annoys you about the show? And he's like, is there anything that annoys me about the show? And then it cuts over to Will asking him to come up there and do the Carlton yeah. while they're closing out the special. Yeah. <laughs> I have this memory of hearing that he, he hated being asked to do it and yeah. he got to a point where he wouldn't do it when people ask. Right. But there, like, you know, he's with a bunch of celebrities and they started playing the music over the <laughs> speakers. And you've got a crowd of girls there. You're going to do it. You're going to do it. So I'm having like kind of fuzzy memories. You know, he definitely did the Carlton. And I feel like the jump on it, maybe like Justin, maybe, oh, did it with him? maybe several of them. That'd be fun. Did it with him. I'm pretty sure. It's pretty awesome. I know I've seen it. I don't really remember. <laughs> but I know he did it. You witnessed and it. And I was there. <laughs> <laughs> and number three, the finale. Mm-hmm. Just so many moments there. It was really well done. Everybody's moving out. Will's struggling because he doesn't really have a plan and he lies and says he has an apartment and then they find out that he doesn't and Phil helps him out. Takes yeah, he care doesn't want to disappoint Uncle Phil. Right. You know, I think his plan was that he was going to still live there in mm-hmm. the pool house. And <laughs> so when Phil finds out that or he thinks that Will's moving, he's like all relieved about it, which I thought was kind of mean to say that openly, but... I mean, it's kind of their dynamic. I know. But then Phil and Vivian decide they're going to sell the house. And they sell it to? The Jeffersons. The Jeffersons. George and Louise. They were there. And it was pretty funny because before that, then you see from different strokes, you have Mr. Drummond and Arnold walking down the stairs, checking out the house. But the Jeffersons ended up being the ones to buy it. it. Yeah. But then you have, you know, they're just saying goodbye to the house and to each other. And you have the moment in the pool house where Will goes and puts the CD on and he's like, all right, you got to do it one more time. And then Carlton breaks into the Carlton and then Will does it with him. Which was great. And they're singing, you know, it's not unusual. And it's really fun. They just seem so happy. And then just everybody saying goodbye to each other. The house is empty. What's funny is the first thing that made me cry was when Hillary was leaving. (laughs) And she's like, Jeffrey, because Jeffrey's leaving. He's moving back to the UK to be closer to his son. And Jeffrey's like on his way to the airport or whatever. He's already off duty. Yeah. And Hillary's like, Jeffrey, will you get my bag? He starts to walk up to get it. And she's like, just kidding. And then she's laughing. And then he stops her and picks up the bag. And he's like, it would be my honor. Yeah. I don't know why. Like it made me emotional too. I'm like, why is this making me emotional? But it did. (laughs) (laughs) I'm crying now. Oh my God. 
It's because it's like he's always joking like he hates her. Yeah. And she's always like she uses him more than anyone, mm-hmm. you know, always offering him up to other people and joking that when she moves out, like, you know, Jeffrey's coming with her, you know, that, and he's just like, like kill oh. me now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just like this little tender moment between the two of them. And you're just sweet. like, oh, my gosh, like that set me off. The whole episode was like a normal episode until like this last section. And there's all like these tender moments between everyone. Because then, I mean, Phil and Will's conversation. Oh, my gosh. Because Will's like, when I moved in here, I was a relative. And then I became family. And I don't want to go back to being a relative. Yeah. You know, he's like, will you call me on Sundays like you're going to call your kids? And, you know, and then Phil's like, you are my son. (laughs) <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so emotional. And then it's just extra emotional knowing that James is no longer here, yeah. and you know, knowing that they're all watching it back with those eyes of knowing he's gone, right? Just adds to it all. And then Will goes and turns the lights off, and then oh my gosh, I just got chills just thinking about it <laughs> <laughs> because the way that you know. We were really lucky that we, and I recommend doing this if you can, you know, watching the original show and then shifting immediately to the reunion because it ends with Will turning off the lights and walking out and it begins with Will coming back and turning the lights back on and they've redressed the set. It's amazing. And now it's in HD. Yes. Because the show was definitely not. No. Yeah. You could tell a big difference. Yeah. When it, it was cool on. to see it in HD. It was. And it was... Yeah, it gives me chills. They did a really great job with all of that. (sighs) So my honorable mentions, my HMs, the first one just goes to one of the lines that had me laughing super hard. It was so funny. Ken Griffey Jr. is a guest star. And I mean, he only has like two lines or something, I feel like. Unless he came back later and I missed. We saw him once anyways. (laughs) But they're at a fair and Will is telling Hillary that he's a baseball player and super rich or whatever. Yeah, he was like the highest paid player at that time. Right. So Hillary just immediately doesn't know anything about him, just walks over to him and she goes, hey, quarterback, <laughs> which <laughs> that alone funny. is hilarious. <laughs> and then she's like, I'm chilly. Want to take me to Hawaii? <laughs> he's like, sorry, I'm married. Then stop flirting with me. <laughs> It's so funny. I I can't. Like, just that I'm chilly, want to take me to Hawaii, like, so I can warm up in Hawaii. Like, not like, can I borrow your jacket, which is what I expected her to say. (laughs) Want to take me to Hawaii? Want to take me to Hawaii? (laughs) Then stop flirting with me. (laughs) And then the Christmas episodes, we only watched a few of them. There's probably more than what we watched. But I love, like, the first one where Will is having his first Christmas away from Philly and he's upset because... It's way different, you know. Yeah, nobody decorates. Right. and Well, nobody decorates themselves. Yeah, and everybody's kind of acting like it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And he's seeing that Ashley's never had like a quote unquote real Christmas as far as what he's used to Christmas being like. And he wants to share that with her, and, right. you know. So they go to a store and just buy out all of the gaudiest Christmas decorations that you could possibly Gaudy. buy. All the fun ones. 
all the fun Christmas decorations <laughs> that you could possibly find. And when Phil and Vivian show up to the house and they're talking about like, oh, I feel bad for Will. Like, we'll do something nice for him, you know, and then they pull in their driveway. And it's just like this shining light on their face. <laughs> it's like a Griswold. It is. It's a little toned down Griswold It's house. like wreathed in flashing candy canes and lights everywhere on the outside and of the house. And all the big plastic Santas and reindeer and all of that. Yeah, it's good. And then all of these... Bel Air neighbors are complaining. They're upset. Because they think it's an eyesore in the mm-hmm. neighborhood. And then carolers show up and they voted them the best decorated house. And it becomes <laughs> this little mushy moment at the end where everybody comes in. And again, we're like, nobody would ever let their children go into a stranger's house. <laughs> like well, they maybe did here. in the 90s. Of course, in the 90s. I'm talking about oh, now. I'm talking about now. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And then the other Christmas one that I really liked was where the whole family goes on a ski trip. Mm-hmm. And they're at a lodge. Vivian and Will's mom, Vi, are sisters. And then they have two other sisters. And so they're all there with their significant others and children, whatever. And well, I guess there's only one kid there. But it's a lot of people. And they've gotten a house that does not have... Or I guess the, the ad was deceiving. And <laughs> there were not as many bedrooms as they had promised. Which is legit. Like, you really have to watch it when you go rent one of those places. Because yeah. it's like, sleeps 12. And it's like, oh, well, four of those people are going to sleep in a drawer in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, quote unquote, sleeps 12. (laughs) Yeah. You got to be careful when you're trying to jam a lot of people into a house. Yeah. Make sure that there are actually beds for everyone. (laughs) It's scary for a second. Yeah. It actually gets a little serious. Well, all the adults go out to the lodge to get wrecked and party and they leave the kids back at the cabin and a guy shows up and, of course, well, Will doesn't want to let him in. No, Will knows better. Like, one of them's getting ready to... He's like, my car broke down. Can I use your phone? Will's like, no. <laughs> yeah, he, like, slams the door in the guy's face, and he's like, we are not letting him in. And then Hillary's like, oh, come on. It's cold out there, and it's Christmas. Ashley chimes in, and, mm-hmm. you know, come on, Will. And then the next thing you know, they're all, like, tied up, and there's nothing in the... Yeah, he stole everything. He, yeah. like, stole their toothbrushes and everything. Yeah, like the Grinch. Cleaned them out, yeah. Just like the Grinch. You're a mean one. Mr. Grinch. I love the Belle Bib DeVoe episode where Hillary's planned to let them use their house to shoot the video. Was it Hillary or Carlton? Well, listen, somebody's going to the vice principal's office for that one, potentially. It's one of them. Could be both of them. Could it be both. (laughs) Decide to let them use it because Phil and Viv are out of town and they clear out the house and it looks totally different. And it's hilarious because they're filming and like Will and his friend are trying to get in the video. They're wearing their pajamas and they're like (laughs) dancing. It's just funny. And then Ashley and her friends come in and they're all like screaming and freaking out and grabbing their legs. And Bill and DeVoe are just like annoyed. (laughs) That they keep getting interrupted. They took all the furniture that was in the living room and put it in the backyard. And then it rained. Yeah. You hear thunder just of all times because it doesn't rain that much in L.A. Yeah. It did that day. Sure did. And then, of course, the whole like the kids rushing to try to get the house back to normal before they get back in town. Which they did, except for some wet paint. Oh, that's right. They think they're all like safe and in the clear. And Phil was like leaning against a wall and then he walks away to go upstairs and they all see his jacket covered in white paint. Covered in paint. Oh, no. 
Whoops. But that's how it ends. So we don't see them get in trouble for that one. We don't. There's so many moments like Vanessa Williams when she comes on and she's pregnant and takes Will to a Lakers game and she ends up giving birth in a limo because they're stuck in traffic trying to get out. That was a good one. And that one I always remembered because I loved her (laughs) and I had her cassette single of Save the Best for Last. And she gives a little (laughs) nod to that song. The one where Ashley briefly gets famous. Great episode. So good. I think that's a two-parter, actually, where Will is like her manager and basically goes against her dad's wishes for Ashley to be famous and gets a famous record producer to listen to Ashley's demo. And she becomes famous. Like she has a little one hit wonder. And I love this stuff because it just reminded me of, you know, years later when she actually was a recording artist and she went on tour with NSYNC. And so I saw her open for them several times. That'd be fun for her. Yeah. And she was great. Like, I love that album. Yeah. Yeah. Kiss the Sky is the album that she was touring. Yeah. Okay. It's good. I mean, obviously, as we saw on the show, she's really talented. She is. She's got a great voice. And then just Carlton's scream. Whenever that happens, it is always hilarious. It is. I feel like the first time that we see it, it's probably not. But as far as the ones that we rewatched, when Ashley shows up at school, like deciding (laughs) that she's going to be more grown up, she's dressing like all the girls that Carlton and Will find attractive and she walks in and you hear them like they see her from a distance and all these guys are crowding around her and they're just like oh look at that fly honey you know and Mm -hmm. talking about how she's just so hot basically and then will realizes he's like carlton that's your baby sister and then it just flashes on carlton screaming like a high-pitched dinosaur scream it's great (laughs) so good oh that was exhausting a lot of favorites (laughs) so on to my favorites my turn now. Let me hear them. Number one, I love when Will's girlfriend, Lisa, beats that dude up at the bowling alley. <laughs> after, I mean, he has straight punched Will right in the face. And that part is really funny when he's kind of stumbling around and then he falls down. <laughs> then she beats the crap out of him. But then and what about when Will goes to bowl oh, the that's ball? Right. <laughs> you, you made us go back and rewatch that. He tried to continue bowling and he goes like in his uh, drawback, whatever it is, and the ball flies and hits this dude in the chest, knocks him on the ground. It was so funny. <laughs> I did that once at a bowling alley. You hit somebody with no, the ball? No, I didn't hit anyone, but my arm went back and the ball what? dropped. Oh, really? Backwards. Whoops. And it was at my fifth grade boyfriend's birthday party, and his whole family was back there, and I was mortified. Did they all laugh at you? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. Oh. Uh, good thing it didn't, like, roll over anybody's toes or anything. Seriously. But it was also, like, one of those where you step back, and you go back to where everybody's sitting, but you kind of step down a couple steps. Yeah. So it was, like, down in there. <laughs> Did it roll all the way down in there? Yes. <laughs> that is great. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you poor thing. That's what I thought of when I saw him do that. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> like, don't rewind that. Brought back those embarrassing moments. <laughs> but then, like, later on in that same episode, Will kind of lines it up with Jazz to pay a dude to show up so Will can, like, beat him up and be brave. And just at that same time, somebody is holding up the restaurant, and Will thinks it's that dude, so he beats him up. And it's really, like, I laughed a lot when Will, like, karate punches this dude repeatedly in the stomach. It's a really fun scene. And then when he does, like, a walk-up to him before yeah. he, like, punches him, and he's just being very overly dramatic about yeah. it because he's he doesn't think it's real. So funny. Such a good scene. And we talked about this, but it is, you know, my 
favorite serious moment of the show, that episode where Will's dad shows up and then that scene with Will and Uncle Phil at the end. It's just so impactful and emotional. And yeah. It's just such a raw scene, you know. I'm glad we got to talk about it twice, but it's really good. You know, the other emotional scene that made me cry was when Carlton accidentally takes the speed that was in Will's locker. Yeah. And he, like, takes way too many and they're at the prom and he passes out and he's in the hospital. He had to pump his stomach. He almost died. And... Carlton wasn't going to tell on Will. Mm -hmm. And then Will ends up confessing it later and he has real tears going down his cheeks and yeah, and you're that ready made for me emotional too. Yeah, you're ready for Uncle Phil to yell at him. Yes. But he can see how sorry and emotional Will is about it. So the whole family kind of comes together and just they hug him. Gives him a big hug. So yeah, that was a good scene too. It was. Then early on in the show, when Will convinces Ashley to pawn her violin. For a drum set. Yeah. So then you got like Uncle Phil's coming home from work and he's just like, oh, I'm ready to sit down and be peaceful. And the drums are ringing throughout the house. Jazz is like now her drum mentor, yeah. her drum, <laughs> drum teacher. So that whole thing is fun and funny. And in the end, you find out she doesn't like the violin. She doesn't like the drums or ballet. She's just trying to make everybody happy. But I really like that episode. Yeah, that was a good one. All right. HMs. When Will and Uncle Phil get caught up in the massage parlor <laughs> on Thanksgiving. <laughs> First of all, the scene when they find out it's a different type of massage parlor. Yes. And to watch, it's funny because they put them right next to each other, yeah. even though they're not in the same room. Right, but you get the side by side. You get the side by side and you get the contrast between Uncle Phil's reaction and Will's reaction. And it's just really <laughs> funny. And then they, of course, go to jail because the police break in. And the scenes inside of the jail cell with that giant dude are pretty funny. And the then, giant dude called Tiny. Yeah, the giant dude named Tiny. But then you have another moment where, in the end, Uncle Phil gets crunk on the detective and lets him know that you're not going to keep me in here. I really like those scenes where Uncle Phil gets really serious. Yes. And that was a good one. Well, and that one has a fun ending because they end up you know, at the Thanksgiving table with all the family and stuff, and Phil and Will have decided not to tell anyone yeah. that that happened. And Phil's blessing the food, and he's like... Thank you for keeping us safe or something like that. And Will's like, from Tiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then there's another episode that actually has Tyra Banks, who plays Jackie, mm -hmm. uh, occasionally on the show. And Will gets into a drinking contest oh, with yeah, her boyfriend. Yeah, that was a good episode. So it's funny to watch Will get wrecked on all these shots. That part's fun. So many shots of tequila. Way too many shots of tequila. So, of course, he passes out and the football players decide to take him and throw him in a cemetery. <laughs> As you do. As you do. So I really like that episode. This one's funny, but maybe it's not supposed to be, but it is funny. Mm -hmm. When Hillary's fiance is going to propose to her while bungee jumping and he's like a news anchor. Uh -huh. And so they're all watching the TV. Hillary's there in her wedding dress because she's already ready. And he's like, Hillary, will you marry me? <laughs> And he careens into the ground. Kersplat. Kersplats into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> but what's funny about it is that it happens and they're all just shocked, but the audience is, is dying, cracking up and it continues. Like they just keep acting like, you know, and like Viv is turning Ashley's head away and they're all just in shock. But you know that they're trying to hold it together because yeah. the audience is still just laughing. It's a good one. Yeah, they're just waiting for the audience to stop laughing yeah. so they can continue. <laughs> and it's funny because later on in the show, it gets called out again because Hillary keeps forgetting the name of that fiance. Well, it's funny because it's after Will gets dumped. 
by, by Lisa, Lisa. Yeah. after he had proposed and then she had said yes and then she's like or no she turned him down did she turn him down right away or she, she said yes then she backed out she never said yes but she didn't say no so he assumes she said yes and then she says no and then Will says <laughs> Will says Hillary you've never lost a fiance you don't know how that feels <laughs> yeah and, and then just like Ooh. she's like uh hello yeah and then they go on about their conversation and then she's sitting there she's like man I really miss and Will's like Trevor <laughs> she's like, yeah yeah Trevor Trevor and she's like yeah I mean Trent was just great <laughs> He's like, it's Trevor. <laughs> Another hilarious scene is the pillow fight between Will and Carlton in the pool house. Yes. When they have the flu. When they have the flu and they're quarantined in the pool house. Oh, quarantine, quote unquote, as they're like walking by everyone and talking to them. Yeah. I was like, these people obviously have not lived during COVID times. No. They don't know what a real quarantine is. They do not have proper protocols. No. But when they're swinging and hitting each other with the pillows, Will gets to <laughs> this one part where he kind of gets hit in the face and he starts doing that like little kid scream cry. <laughs> Carlton's like, oh, I'm sorry. But Will's like, wham, hits him right in the face <laughs> with the pillow. It's just so funny. And they are all over that pool house. They were. Oh, and my favorite part is that there's a pound puppies sleeping bag yes, on the bed. You noticed that. That was a good catch. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> and finally for me, this is early on in the show when Uncle Phil sees Will playing the piano mm -hmm. and kind of realizes there's a little bit more to him than what he'd expected or right. what he was assuming Will was about. Well, it's at the end of the first episode, I yeah. believe, where Will has shown up at this fancy party and he's wearing like a cummerbund as a bra, basically, and his still like colorful hat and colorful T-shirt under a suit, Yeah, and, you know, after it's all over. And Phil is embarrassed by Will and he's giving him what for. Oh, and he's explaining to him like, you don't know me. You have all these Malcolm X posters in your room, but I heard him speak, yeah. you know, and just basically telling Will he needs to grow up and you think you know everything, blah, blah, blah. And then Phil walks out and then all of a sudden he hears a piano playing and walks in and it's Will. And so you just, yeah, like you see that moment where he's like, oh, I don't know everything either. Yeah. I thought that was pretty poignant. It was very poignant. And it's funny that it's so early on in the show. Yeah. But it's like. That kind of sets the tone for the whole thing. It does set the tone. That's a good way to put mm -hmm. it. That's all I got. Those are my HMs. Very good. I did have a question for you. What's that? Have you ever gone to any live taping of a show? Oh, the only live taping that I can think of off the top of my head was um, Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you went to Jimmy but Fallon. But it was at Universal. So it wasn't like it was on still the live. set. Okay. You know, it was where I always went to see concerts and okay. J-Lo performed. But, you know, he would come out and they'd film little spots. All right. So that's a no. <gasps> oh, <laughs> I have sat in the audience of The Big Bang Theory and Ellen on their sets. While we did the show like a was w, going on? Like a tour of Warner Brothers. Or you're just where the- where They weren't there. Okay. So it was kind of, you know, but they let you go in and sit. So we got to see the set, yeah. which was really cool, especially Big Bang Theory, because all the apartments and stuff are just lined up next to each other. Right. You know, and you just don't it's ever crazy. think about yeah. that. And then also then there's the room where the stairs are. Mm -hmm. And basically they show you, because you know how they're always running up the stairs because the elevator's broken? Yeah. They just use that one little thing where you see an elevator and stairs <laughs> and they run up and then they just keep, <laughs> they keep going on that same little section. And That's they just fun. change the way the elevator door looks because they'll have like a caution tape. Yeah. And then the caution tape will be like hanging a different way so that you don't notice it when you're watching the show. We have to do that sometime, though. We have got to go to a taping of a show. Yeah, I wish that we could have gone to those Friday night tapings of Fresh Prince because they <sighs> looked like they were having a party. What a party those were. I loved watching just that whole buildup. Yeah. 
to what the actors did. It was basically like, I'm sure many of you have seen like what artists will do before they're about to go on stage for a concert to pump themselves up. But mm-hmm. they all like huddle together. Yeah, like a ritual. Hold hands. Yeah, they have a ritual. They hold hands. They say a prayer or they sing a song or they just do something to get pumped up. And that's what they would do on the set of Fresh Prince. Probably Will's idea to do that because he's used to that atmosphere of getting mm-hmm. pumped up before a concert. But they would do that before filming. And so they're like basically having a party in Will's dressing room and they gather together and they on say- On Fridays, they'd say. On Fridays, I think, yeah. Didn't they That's shoot on they, Fridays? Yeah. Yeah. And they would, you know, say a prayer and do that whole thing. And then they'd go out and all the cast members would get, there was just like a box of instruments mm-hmm. and they would get instruments and they would start playing the instruments as they're being introduced to go out just for the audience to see them. You yeah. Know? They get introduced to the audience each, yeah. one, each episode. Right. And it really inspired me because I feel like that's what we need to do before we record our podcast. We need to build a ritual. We have gotten to where we're starting to listen to fun music to get us hype. Some hype music. Yeah. Yeah. But I really like this idea and I think we need to get us some instruments. I want the tambourine. I want the tambourine. We're just going to have a tambourine party. I'll take the. I'll do cowbell. Oh, okay. More cowbell. Like the, you know, the maracas. All right, let's do it. Shake your maracas. Shake them. If you had to choose only one and it can't be Will, who is your favorite character? My favorite. I mean, it's a tight race. It is. But I'm going to have to say Carlton. Really? He just makes me laugh so much. Yeah. For me, it's really tight between two. Yeah. But I'm going with Hillary. You're going with Hillary? Yes. Wow. Yeah, there's Jeffrey. Really? Yeah. Hillary or Jeffrey. To me, they have the best one-liners, both of them. Because my second is Uncle Phil. Yeah. Well, he's- Very close to Carlton, but he's just, he's funny sometimes. Yeah. And I just love him when he's serious. Yeah. <laughs> But he is also like the heart of the show, like they said, you know, he's, I don't know, his scenes are always, they're funny, but he has such great emotional scenes. He was such an incredible actor. He was, yeah. But I love Hillary too. She really cracks me up. And Jeffrey is always funny. I'm not hating on Ashley. No, I love Ashley too. She was just very consistent with being sweet little Ashley. I mean, she was. and well, we saw her start to rebel and stuff like that too. And she was a little brat when she became famous, but that only lasted for like a day. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's one episode, two episodes, sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to know. I actually thought you were going to say Jeffrey. I mean, I love Jeffrey, but probably because Carlton, you see him a little bit more than Jeffrey. Yeah. So consistently, he would make me laugh, but. Every scene that Jeffrey's in, he is funny. He is. He just always has that dry sense of humor and with that British accent. Yeah. He's just great. Can I change my answer to Jeffrey? I no, think no. <laughs> so one other thing we wanted to touch on, and I didn't realize that they had talked about it so much on the reunion, but mm-hmm. we just watched, you know, Jada has her Red Table Talks. Well, Will kind of took over Red Table Talk and met with his therapist, it's either his or their. I can't tell if it's their like joint therapist or his therapist. Yeah. It seemed like a therapist that he had done yeah. a lot of work with before. And he basically brought up the controversy with Janet Hubert, who played, you know, the original Vivian, Aunt Viv. I didn't really know about all of this. I was curious because I remember them switching, but I didn't know why back then. Right. I always thought it was maybe because she had an actual baby like she was actually pregnant yes and maybe she was. didn't want to do the show anymore yeah but that was not the case no apparently she and will just did not like each other yeah they just didn't see eye to eye and i guess you know she felt like there needed to be a certain level of professionalism on set and will was always just cutting up and ready to party i'd assume 
Yeah. Because he was she, like 21. Yeah, he was so young and she just kind of got over him. Like yeah. she wasn't the one that was going to be there kissing his rear, mm-hmm. basically. And it sounds like, and I hate to think of precious, wonderful Will Smith as being a little bit of a hay, but it sounds like he kind of was... In That's what it sounded like to me, too. I mean, I don't know the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, she might have been very standoffish. Maybe she was mean. I don't know. But it she sounded like he didn't come across the right way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like she was probably feeling something. And she did say that she kind of stopped talking to everyone because she didn't know who to trust. Right. So it sounded like it was probably very tense on set. And she started to be asked not to come on set until it was time for her to film. So she was like quarantined to her trailer yeah you know which is not fun and i'm sure everyone just kind of leaned to the side of will because he's the yeah well he's the star of the show right you know and i'm sure in hollywood that's how things go and then if she's making it uncomfortable for the entire cast something has to change at that point because you want it to be harmonious right you know if you're in a creative space you try to be in a positive space as well where you're supporting people and you have to think that the people you're working with support you and you trust them. Right. Well, she was for season four, she was downgraded. Yeah. You know, she was given a contract for 10 shows, 10 shows. And they filmed what, like 20 something, something like that. And so she was going to be taking a big pay cut. And in the contract, it said that she couldn't work anywhere else during that window. Yeah. And she had just had a baby. Her husband at the time did not have a job. She was the breadwinner. And she just didn't agree to it. I think she said he was abusive as well. So she had this whole home situation going on. That nobody knew about. Yeah. So she didn't get fired. She quit. And I guess in certain interviews and whatnot, Will and maybe others didn't speak highly of her. Yeah, they took opportunities to say mean things. (laughs) Yeah. And another part that I'm sure they never thought about, and especially not when Will was a 21-year-old rising superstar, the fact that it was such a well-loved show and Mm -hmm. Will is such a well-loved celebrity that she began getting death threats and her son got beat up and just all kinds of craziness. She was like- She was like blackballed in Hollywood because she became a difficult- actress to work with right which is hard enough as a woman but then as a black woman you know she was explaining that it just ended her yeah it essentially ended her career and ruined her life and then her family wouldn't talk to her because they felt like she had ruined their name yeah i mean it sounded like things got really bad for her and will had no idea yeah And she didn't say nice things about him in the press either. And so it was a back and forth for years where, you know, they didn't speak to each other, but they just... For 27 years. Yeah. So Will, having grown up and become a man, a man who I think is very in touch with his emotions now, Mm -hmm. and he's had children and all of that. And, you know, he looks back on everything and he thinks about it differently. And he said, you know, when we started talking about doing this reunion, I couldn't go into it. And not talk about this and not not try to fix try it. to mend the wounds, you know. So they met. He and Janet, they sat down, the two of them. You could feel the weight <sighs> of the conversation as soon as they saw each other. They did hug, mm-hmm. but then they got into it. I mean, not into it like fighting, but it's like they got right into the conversation and they it was did. heavy. Well, because she was real quick to be like, why? Why? What I liked about it, and this is kind of what his therapist said, too. I felt like I learned some stuff from his therapist, but he has learned to let the person that is hurt speak first. And so he just basically came back at her with, 
I don't really know your story. And she's like, you're right. You don't. Mm -hmm. And he's like, please tell me your story. And so then she was able to get all of that out, you know, and he didn't really come back at her with excuses. I mean, he did say like, you know, I was 21 and I did not handle that the way that I should have handled Mm -hmm. it. And he didn't think about the things that might have been going on with her. And maybe that's why she wasn't as cheery as she might have been. I don't know. You know, I don't think he was really thinking about her situation as a person Uh impacting what her life was like on set. Right. And we saw him talking like after Janet had left with his therapist and kind of digging into what made him the way that he is and situations with his father and all of that, which we won't go into that, but go watch the special. I mean, it's, it's just sitting on YouTube. So go check it out. Yeah. And they also put that into the reunion. They did portions of it. portions of it. Yes. And it was kind of interesting because he was sitting down with the cast and he's like something else that I want to talk to you all about that we never talk about. It's Janet. And you could tell everybody got a little tense yeah, and it felt a little awkward. But I'm sure for them, it was all like, I'm sure their team will, but who knows how much they saw her side of it, Mm -hmm. but didn't want to disrupt, you know, they wanted to keep their jobs, you know, so they. Your team will at that point. Right. Because everybody seemed really welcoming of her. You know, he asked them how they would feel about yeah. seeing her because he wanted her to be a part of it. And it was really cool because, you know, she came in and the two Aunt Vivs got to meet for the first time. They had such neat. like a warm embrace with each other. It looked like they were really yeah enjoying meeting each other. It just felt like it was really therapeutic for everyone. Yeah. I was happy to see it. I was too. And I'm glad I'm glad in a way that I didn't know all the drama behind that because I was able to just enjoy it and be a little confused when there was a new Aunt Viv. But yeah. just figure maybe she chose to leave the show. I didn't really know that there was drama. Yeah. But it was good and made me appreciate Will even more seeing that he was able to to grow. Yeah. And to admit something and not just throw excuses out, yeah. you know, to just be like, I was wrong, mm-hmm. you know, and like they apologized to each other and it was Hugged just it nice out. to see. And I mean, was. honestly, I was crying then too when she came on set because it's like this woman has just been through it the last 30 years. And yeah. it's like, I can't imagine how she feels. She's got to be in her 60s. Yeah, she has to be because she's born in 56. Yeah. So I, and I bet you she thought she would never see that set ever again. Right. That had to be such a moment for her Mm -hmm. to walk back in. And they announced her when she came in and people, you know, the people that were there were clapping in the audience right now. But it was a really, really good moment to see. It was. I'm just happy that Will wanted to put that out there so that basically her name wasn't crapped on anymore. Right. And that's great to solve it. Yeah. It just sucks that it took that long to. Yeah. That that is a very long time. Well, is that it for the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? I just can't. I don't want to let it go. I don't want to let it go either. It's like we're sitting downstairs watching it still. I don't want to turn it off. I feel like Mariah Carey, even though I try. I can't let go. (laughs) Speaking of songs from 1990. Yeah. We chose 1990 because that's the year that Fresh Prince came out. Yes. What you got? I went with a sadder one. Yeah. It is Nothing Compares to You by Sinead O'Connor. Ugh. Nothing compares. Nothing compares to I really felt this song as a 10-year-old. I did too as a 13-year-old. <laughs> I remember watching the video, not really sure what was going on, but just, I mean, you could, it's a song that even if you don't understand what it means. It's emotional. You feel it, yeah. 
I respond to music that invokes emotions. Yeah. And this one really did it for me. It still does. Yeah, still. It's a great song. It is. For me, I chose Hold On by Wilson Phillips. That is a good one. Yeah, and I just, it's another one that I remember being in my bedroom, looking at the lyrics on my cassette tape and singing along, trying to learn all the words. I also had a piano music book of that whole album. Yeah? And I tried to learn how to play some of the songs because I could play back then. Should we go get the keyboard? Yeah. Yeah? I wonder if I still have that. Oh, that'd be fun. You know what's so upsetting is that last year... Or I guess maybe two years ago now. No, it was probably the fall of 2019, I think, is when I went to my mom's and went through boxes that I had had there. Yeah. And I feel like I got rid of some stuff that I had held on to for a long time. Oh, no. And I feel like not knowing what we were going to end up doing, Mm -hmm. I got rid of stuff that would have been really fun to show and share. But I know that I still kept some of it and it's in our attic, so maybe I'll come across it. Very soon. We will be visiting that attic. Yes, we will. I'm excited. Who knows what treasure awaits? Yar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so fun. I don't even know what we can do next. I don't know. Speaking of that, I will say that we are thinking about some things. We might be shifting some episodes around, like what days that things get released or how many episodes a week get released. A lot goes into podcasting. And it can be exhausting sometimes. Yes, yeah, a three-time-a-week podcast right now. Right. It is so much fun, but just understand that if things change a little bit, you know, we'll be back and we'll find some consistency. We just need to tweak it and figure out what works best for us. Blanket forts don't build themselves. <laughs> <laughs> but while The Real World Homecoming is still airing, we will be recapping that every Tuesday as of now. Mm-hmm. Our Patreon is still there, and we're going to be adding new episodes there soon. I can let you in on a little secret that the next- Don't tell them the secret. (laughs) It's a secret. The next show in our Pilots on Patreon series is going to be the pilot episode of The Wonder Years. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Oh, that is going to be so much fun. Kevin, Winnie, Paul, Wayne. It's a classic. Knock it off, Wayne. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait. As always, you can find us on Instagram at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod. Our Facebook group is We Don't Want to Grow Up exclamation point. Or you can just like our Facebook page. Mm -hmm. You can email us at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod at gmail.com. And if you want to become a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash We Don't Want to Grow Up. And that's it. That is it. This is a very fun episode. So much fun. Talk to you all soon. Take care. Bye.